Is your soul ready for the truth? Welcome to Chatcast, the award-winning spiritual podcast that takes on all the hard topics. Raw, unfiltered, and authentic. No spiritual or relationship issue is off limits. We discuss everything from sex and consent to equality, grief, death, and the spirit world. Life evolves around relationships. So if you're ready to get right with yourself so you can be right with others, then stay right here because Chatcast is for you. Now, here's your host, spiritual empath, shaman, and multiple award-winning best-selling author, Tracy Dunblazer. Well, hello there, and welcome to Chatcast. My name is Tracy Dunblazer, and Chatcast is the place where we take on all the hard topics. Today, we're going to be speaking about doing the work <laughs> and exactly what that looks like, what it means when people say you need to do the work mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, do the work, the work that... Uh, comes into play when you are making changes in your life and making changes in your life is something that you do every day. So uh, I am going to get to that, but uh, I cannot, nor normally I try not to talk about current events here, but just a few hours ago, Roe versus Wade was essentially overturned uh, by the Supreme Court of the United States of America. And it is a uh, profound day in our times. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm completely pro-choice. Uh, I was put in the position to have to make that choice uh, in my life, and I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to have dominion over my own body and to make that choice. And uh, that is that is a, a right that we all should have, and the fact that that is now being changed, being taken away because of the illusion that people have about the right to life. You know, I, I, I completely embrace that everybody is at a place in their own perspective that they are looking at experiencing life as human beings and, and, and gaining reverence for life as human beings. I get that. Um, I'm not, I'm not necessarily pro, <laughs> pro death, pro uh, take your own life. Um, pro-euthanasia, there's a lot of, uh, that, that's, there, there are a lot of elements that go into making a choice, but, but every human being has the opportunity to, to make their own choice. That's a part of their own spiritual development. So when we start taking away somebody's right to make their own choice for their own body, for their own spiritual development, for what they need, uh, well, there are going to be consequences. There are going to be, uh, today, Today, uh, the, the buzzword is unintended consequences. And frankly, I, I believe that a lot of the consequences we'll have are completely intended consequences. But I believe those who are the ones to make the final decisions in our country are making intended decisions. And all of those who follow them don't really, on a deeper level, understand the consequences of the choices that they make when they take the choice away from somebody else to have dominion over their body. So 
this is a powerful day. Uh, this is a powerful time. When we do our spiritual work, when we do the work to cultivate change, to cultivate perspective, um, our ultimate spiritual goal is to every day become more and more inclusive of other people, their lifestyle, their culture, their point of view, their orientation, uh, their ethnicity, any, any personal or social bias that we may personally have, it is our goal to learn to live with one another and to remove those biases from our consciousness. And if not our consciousness, uh, make a definitive choice to own what we believe and why we believe it and put ourselves in a position to be honest about the actions that we take and the consequences those actions have for us and for others, not only now, but 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 40 years from now, 50 years from now. I do believe as, 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 a, as a prophecy seeker, I, <laughs> I, I believe that uh, this, this is not going to stand this way for long. Um, but I believe it is happening because we are all in a position to start owning and innovating our own responsibility and accountability. You know, it's, it's all, it's all fun and games until somebody gets an eye poked out. <laughs> you know, it's great to judge other people and make choices for them because we feel righteous in doing it for whatever reason, for whatever belief system that we hold that allows us to be righteous and uh, judge another person for what they know or believe. But to do so and to take another's right away, especially the right over the dominion of your body, there will be consequences for that. It makes me think of uh, many years ago, in, uh, it must have been 1985, when I first moved to New York City. And uh, just the year, just, just months prior, Ronald Reagan was president and he had uh, revoked some um, social programs that allowed for the payment of, or subsidy of payment for people with mental illness. And when that was revoked, thousands, five to 7,000 people in New York City were put on the street because they were no longer, uh, they could no longer be paid for in uh, many of the major hospitals. And that is when the homeless problem really began on, on a new level. There's always been, there's always been a relationship to homeless people, but it's never been in that way. And we're suffering from that same thing today. That, that's something that never has really been resolved ever again, fully. We suffer still from those consequences in ways that we know about and then in ways that we don't. You know, there are trauma, there's trauma that, uh, that people, that happen for people 
when even a choice like this is made with the illusion of doing it on their behalf, when we talk about doing the work, we talk about when you are ready, willing, and able to begin to, to take the steps to overcome whatever your trauma is. And everybody has it. It can be mental, emotional, spiritual, or physical. And our trauma is uh, anything from, I, you know, I, I was watching the news today and, and there were people that were, you know, saying, I'm so happy about this. this is, I've been waiting for this for so I've been waiting for this for so long and I know others have too. And then there were others who were crying and saying, I just, I have no words. I have no words for what this is. Everyone is going to experience a trauma. And uh, just recently I saw an article about a young woman who, uh, I guess, I think guess she's from Mississippi and she um, was pregnant and tried to get an abortion. And the day before she went for her abortion, they changed the law and she could no longer do it. Now she has twins. Now she is a single mother, 18 years old with twins. I don't know about her support system. I don't know uh, if she has a job where she can make, um, you know, a decent wage to take care of her two young children and afford to put them in school and afford to buy them uh, food and, and lodging and clothing and uh, daycare to keep continue to work. You know, I don't know if she's prepared, I don't know if she has a support system to actually pay for all of those things for her without relying on our country to do that for her. Right? And that's just one case and that's just one person right now. <laughs> so, you know, oftentimes when people feel righteous about their beliefs about life after death, about sin, about religion, um, they, they, they overlook the reality for those people having those experiences. And it's not enough to say, well, they deserve it. They have, you know, it's their karma. There's a lot of ways that you can explain away. But when we talk about doing the work, we have to look at why we have the beliefs that we do and how inclusive those beliefs are to other people, not just whom we know and love, but to other people in our lives, in other countries, in other uh who, who live other lives not similar to our own. And as you begin to do the work, you begin to ask the question and receive the answer. I was talking with somebody the other day, uh, Holly, hi Holly, and hi Alicia, nice to see both of you. Um, Holly says, scary times to step up. Yes, it is. It is, it is a scary time to, <laughs> to admit how you feel, to uh, be honest about your experiences. So the other day I was talking to somebody and, and, and she had just gotten into therapy and, and the, the doctor had said, you know, I want you to tell me, I want you to describe your feeling to me. What does your feeling look like? And she's like, I don't know what the fuck you mean. <laughs> I don't know what that means. What does my feeling look like? It feels sad. I feel sad. <laughs> and one of the things that we do that that one that one is ex what's it is expected of you when you're doing the work is to 
find different ways to open your mind and your heart. So an, uh, a rational person or a, uh, a thinking person, I mean, we're all rational, we're all thinking, blah, 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 but a person who is centered in the mind thinks about their problems. A person who's centered in the heart uh, feels their problems. An empath experiences their problems, right? So those are three different energy levels from which you can perceive what is going on in you, to you, around you. And so your goal when you do the work is to shift that up. If you're an empath, shift it up to the heart place, to a, a position of, of compassion and just a little bit more objective so that you can witness yourself, your feelings, and receive that information in a new way. Not just in terms of words and thoughts, but also in terms of clairvoyance, pictures, um, images, uh, remembrances, right? To allow the messages of your emotion to trigger in you the origins of your trauma. Once you do that, because I know you, there are some of you out there who will see this and they'll say, why? Why does this matter? Well, this matters because when you don't do it, sorry about that. When you don't do it, you want to judge other people, dislike yourself, dislike others, make choices for them, judge them, and take their rights away. That's what you want to do when you don't do your own work, when you don't want to innovate how you think to include the possibilities of other people and how they live, what they need, what their rights are. So when you can allow yourself to expand your environment just a little bit, always within that expansion, always doing the work requires grieving, feeling grief, feeling the deep-seated emotion that sometimes moves through you like a thunderstorm. And then after that thunderstorm rolls through, you have this amazing feeling of calm and awakening that allows new perspective and new connection and new understanding, not only to yourself and the origins of your trauma and the opportunity for, to forgive yourself, and others who participated in that trauma. But it allows you a wider berth to understand what other people on the planet experience. And I think we have to, we have to ask ourselves, why are we here? Are we here to judge other people and enforce our beliefs on them? Are we here to experience life and live it? within the parameters that we, on some level, participate with. You know, I, I'm, I'm a full, firm believer that there are a lot of people who speak freely on the issue of abortion and right to life or pro-choice. And then there are a lot of people who don't pay attention and don't speak of it and don't take a stand and do nothing to let the people in power know what your, what your need and what your desire is. So 
for all of those of you who are out there being quiet, I understand. It's a hard place to be. <laughs> it is a hard place to be. Sometimes you are just, it's, it's hard enough to get out of bed and take care of yourself, take care of your basic needs. To, it's too hard to, to consider other people. And I, I get it. I have been there. But you've got to ask yourself, what am I here for? What is my point? What do I mean in this world? What is, what is the legacy that I will live? What is the legacy I will leave for others from my life, from my presence, from my existence? Am I just going to sit back and be mad about it? Or am I going to participate in the process? And those are questions that nobody else but you can answer for yourself. And one of the ways to, you know, you, you might think, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I mean. I don't know why I'm here. And frankly, I don't care about any of that. <laughs> yes. You've got to ask yourself why. Why don't you care? You know, I, there are a lot of uh, women today who are feeling uncared for. And frankly, there are a lot of women who in fact are uncared for. And they're going to be continuing lines and lines and lines of women who are uncared for because of this change in our constitutional right. And that's deep. And that's, that is also a parameter to live within, to gain deeper understanding, and ultimately to find a way to overcome in whatever way you can. So these are my thoughts today on doing the work, on what we're experiencing today in this solemn, <laughs> solemn way of life. Um, if you have questions about doing the work, I'd love to hear them. I'd love to answer them. Doing the work is something, and this is important, it doesn't really end because we're always doing some, we're always finding out more about ourselves. We're always awakening to something new within ourselves. You know, we are deep, spiritual, galactic beings who have lived many times on many levels. And we are always awakening to a new perspective. So when you're doing the work, you're going to do it physically. You're going to do it emotionally. You're going to do it intellectually. You're going to awaken to new thoughts, new ideas, new feelings, and the new presence. I've got a question, Alicia says, but can I ask a question? Uh, you and I, you, I come to realize people don't, people don't bad, but they don't want you to say anything because the Bible say you do not judge. And also Bible say when they do wrong, tell them. My question is this, what can I do when, when I am bothered about someone who I, who I know is doing wrong. Well, so you have to break it down to most people on our planet are not Christian. And in fact, more than 30% of the millennial generation has no religious affiliation. So religion 
religion is an opportunity for you to cultivate a relationship with the creator, however you perceive that creator to be. And that's between you and the creator. It is not between you and the church of any form. That's why, you know, the Buddhists, they have a practice. That's what they call a practicing Buddhist. And they call it a practice because it's something that you do every single day to reconfirm your relationship, your spiritual and emotional relationship to the creator. So when you are a person who is seeing someone who's doing wrong, that is yours to, it's coming up in your environment for you to decide what you want to do about that. It's not about doing it, doing something to them for them. Uh, it, it, there are many levels. So let's say you witness a woman being raped. You, woman, and the perpetrator. You witness that happening. It's up to you about whether or not you want to step in on behalf of that woman. If you are inclined to step in and change the circumstances that are occurring, then that's what your calling is. And that's about your relationship to your creator. If you are a person who believes in the right to life and that you believe that a baby uh, is viable at a certain age, it, you know, it goes from being an embryo to a fetus, to being a viable child, whatever your belief system is. If you believe that somebody has the right to life, that's good for you. You should do that. You should stick to what you should do for yourself because all of your righteousness is God's message to you. It is not God's message to me. It is not God's message to other people. God does not speak to you for other people. God speaks to you for you. And it's your job to, to be accountable for how God speaks to you for you. When it comes down to right and wrong, you know, it talks, the Bible talks a lot about forgiveness and talks a lot about non-judgment. Um, everybody's going to have their own path. And it's not your job to come and rebuild somebody's path. It's your job to be accountable for what you want to do. If you're around people and they're doing things that you don't approve of or that you don't like, stop being around them. Don't do that. But ask yourself, why? Why are you seeing this? Why are you feeling this way? Are you accurate? What if you see something happening that you don't like, but who says it's wrong? There are a lot of things, you know, pe people really struggle with sexual orientation or uh, uh, gender, gender neutrality or non-binary. They don't, they don't understand it and they think it's wrong, but that doesn't make it wrong. Just because you don't understand, just because you don't recognize it doesn't mean it's something that's wrong. It means that you have a ways to go to understand on a deeper level what these people might be experiencing and how that differs from your own personal spiritual experience and recognition.
everybody is learning something new all the time. And we have to do it with one another. That is just what is happening. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite phrase, and this is where we are. This is totally where we are. And we have to learn to do what we're doing with other people in tow. But that doesn't mean that we have to follow along with what they do or they have to follow along with what we do. We have to learn to be in it, but not of it, to make our own decisions about what is righteous for us. You know, there are a thousand, I mean, I, you know, that, that's, this is such a deep conversation and that was a, a fabulous question, Alicia. I really appreciate it uh, because it's, um, it's a hard one and it's multi-leveled. Yeah, that's what I got. It's a hard one and it's multi-leveled. So thank you for, for asking it. And thank you for giving me this opportunity to talk more about it. Yes, indeed. Trisha says, learn to be in it, but not of it. Okay, so Alex says, doing the work makes me think of a quote from Zena. Is that the warrior princess? I loved her so much. Good isn't something you are. It's what you do. So if you want to be good, then do good. Sometimes good, of course, is up for uh, perspective, but I've always found this to be something to keep in mind when thinking you can't make a difference in the world. Absolutely. Everybody's sitting back, <laughs> sitting back in their armchairs and, and, you know, getting on social media about how pissed they are. You know, I get it. That's rough. Uh, but you have to do you have to do good and not just talk about others doing bad. You know, the, we have limited energy, right? When we're doing the work physically, sometimes we have limited physical life force and energy. And so we have to be very specific about the inventory and the time and energy we, we take on taking inventory for somebody else and what they should be doing and what they're not doing for us. Or we can just take all that energy back and put it into what we must do for ourselves. What goodness can we do for ourselves today? If I can do goodness for myself today to the point at which I am content and satisfied and I have extra to offer, then I can do good for someone else. Today, I had time to do good for someone else by being public about this discussion. But it's because I've, I've done good for myself first. I'm free. I can be present. I've not done a chat cast in, in six months because I've had a lot going on. And I didn't want to do others a disservice by not being present. So here I am, this is what I can do. And thank you for the opportunity to do it. To do it. I love it. Um, Alicia says, thanks very much. Our God is incomparable. I think that's what the word he used, but we'll see. Um, anybody has any other commentary or thoughts or questions? I want to hear them. This, is, uh, this has been... Uh, a good 
a good discussion. You know, it leaves us all with what we can do next. You know, some, sometimes that's really what we have. There's not what we did before. We're doing the work, right? We're, we're looking at what we did, why we did it, how it impacted us, and maybe how it impacted other people. And it's great to do all of that, do that work, get that understanding. But we use all of that to put us on a track forward that says it's all about what you do next. So I'm going to leave you with that today. What will you do next? Thank you again. I appreciate you. And I will look forward to seeing you next Friday at 12 noon, PDT. And have a magnificent day, everyone. This has been Tracy Dunblazer with Chatcast. You've been listening to Chatcast with Tracy Dunblazer, the award-winning spiritual podcast that takes on all the hard topics. Join us next time for more in-depth conversations about life and relationships. Thanks for listening.